Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's June 17th, and I am utterly delighted to have my wonderful and wise friend and sort of awesome regular Mindy Browse here with me today. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Meg. So glad to see you. I'm so glad to see you. You are coming to us post-surgery. You're recovering from some stuff, and then you're like putting together all of this wisdom to help us continue in our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. And I'm so thankful for you taking time out of your schedule and out of your recovery to come and talk to us again. Oh, it's my favorite thing. I love doing this with you. I love hearing back from our, you know, sisters walking this life. And it's just a real boost to... My week, I love it, and my month. So yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Well, you guys know that if Mindy is here, we are going to be talking all things midlife. Now, so far in our midlife series, Mindy and I have talked about brain fog and about that special amount of chaos that perimenopause brings to our cycles. (laughs) We've also talked about how crazy, crazy hungry we are, which I'm like starving right now. I could totally eat. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. As well as the just absolutely horrifying like history of how women have been treated through history when it comes to menopause. But today we wanted to talk about a part of this midlife experience that is really more about even like the age of life that we're in as we move into this midlife time when we're finding that we kind of like, not only are we parenting our children or providing that parenting role model, maybe in our communities, but we're also having to navigate how to parent our own parents as we kind of move into this sandwich time of life. And we're in the middle of this sandwich and we're caring for people on all all of the people all around us. So today we're you're really going to be talking about parenting our parents and parenting our kids in this midlife season. So Mindy, I know you have really put together a lot of words and wisdom for us. Um, and we have a lot to say, I think. I think this will be a really probably a little more emotional of an episode. But yeah, guys, this is a really important part of this season. And we really wanted to chat about it. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a lot of ground to cover, and I can't wait to dig into it with you, Mindy. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sort of Awesome. (music) 
Welcome back, Austin's to the show that loves to support you in finding conversation, friendship, and community. If you have been looking for some amazing women to connect with and a community that will support you no matter what age you are, no matter what stage of life you are in, I'm really thrilled to tell you that you've come to the right place. And if you are enjoying Sorta Awesome, please make sure that you have subscribed so you never miss a new episode from us. And can I just tell you guys, one of the easiest, fastest, and also free ways that you can support Sorta Awesome and get the word out to the people who need to come in and be part of our awesome community is by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or really wherever you listen to podcasts. I think Spotify lets you do reviews and ratings for podcasts now. Believe it or not, Spotify is like the number two way that people are finding new podcasts these days. Mindy, I don't know. This is the surprising thing to me is the number one way people find new podcasts is on YouTube. Shut the front door. I didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? That that, that shouldn't surprise me. My co-host is much younger than I am. And that's where she listens to stuff. And I've been like, what? But that's Yeah, interesting. So true. So true. So whether you're listening on Spotify or in a favorite podcast app, wherever you are, if you will leave us a five-star rating and review, believe me when I say to you, it really does help people to find Sorta Awesome. And we would love to bring as many people as we can into the awesome nation. So like I said at the top, Mindy and I, we have so many midlife things that we want to talk about with you guys. But first, before we dig into that, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you're new to Sorta Awesome, this is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, something that's bringing that gold sparkle to our lives that we all need for sure. So Mindy, I cannot wait to hear what is your awesome of the week this week? Oh my gosh. Okay. It was so, the timing is so perfect because I am bringing a book this time and I haven't done that in a while, but y'all, I can't shut up about this book. I love it so much. And bookish serendipity and the universe connecting you and I and all the things, it's about women in midlife. And (gasps) I have fallen head over heels with this book. This is The Change by Kirsten Miller. Oh, my gosh. I just raved about it on my Instagram. But I just want you to know this book is like a scream into the universe for women in menopause. It is a mystery but it is really more about women coming into their own in midlife and uniting for a cause for other women. The premise of this, believe it or not, is that women kind of get their superpowers when they start menopause. And I am here for that. Loving it. Loving it. Yes. My eldest, when I was telling her about yesterday, she goes, so what's your superpower? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out. But we have three characters, Joe, Nessa, and Harriet. They each have a different superpower, so to speak. This has been compared to the witches of Eastwick in the sense that there are three women kind of become witches, kind of not. My husband is not really into witchy things, and he was like, but he loved this book. So, But they... They each have an important role in this trio to help teenage girls who have been killed be um, found. Their bodies are missing and they find them and they bring justice. And during that journey, each of these women are also 
coming into their own and really seeing their lives differently and accepting this new season with joy and empowerment. Oh, Meg, I'm serious. I, I, I was like high-fiving, fist-pumping, all these wonderful things for this book. I've heard criticism that all the males in this book are bad, and that's a downer. I'm going to say that's true, <laughs> except one. There is one. But this book is a statement. It's a feminist statement about needing books where the women don't need good guys, literally, to make the story happen. We have three powerful, strong women who are the center of this book. And all the men in it represent something in the patriarchy that needs addressing. I yes. I love it. I, I think everyone should go read it. Kirsten Miller is a, a delight on Instagram also. But this book, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell Meg yes. about this book and our listeners for this episode. It is so good. Go pick it up. The Change by Kirsten Miller. Okay. I'm sold. This sounds amazing. And I cannot wait to get into it. Um, this doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, it's so serendipitous. I also brought a book this week. I was hoping. Okay. My book is totally not <laughs> related to <laughs> okay. anything realistic. Well, I say that. Let me. I'll revisit it here in a second. But Mindy, you probably have heard of this book because I heard about it on Currently Reading Podcast. And the name of the book is Legends and Lattes, and it's by Travis Baldry. Did you hear Meredith raving about this recently on Currently Reading? Oh, yes. Okay. I did. So in season four, episode 41 of Currently Reading, which we love so much and is is a fantastic reading podcast um, begun by and hosted by some incredible members of our awesome community. They do such a great job talking about books. And so Meredith is somebody who, like, I feel like my reading taste really jives with hers. And so if she's raving about a book, okay. I'm into it. And um, along with currently reading regular Roxana, they were talking about how much they loved this book called Legends and Lattes. And they introduced me to a new genre of book that I could not be more thrilled about. And that is the cozy fantasy. So the subtitle of Legends and Lattes is a novel of high fantasy and low stakes. And that is the perfect way to describe this book. Yes. It's so great. So that takes the idea of a um, an orc who is a fantasy character, okay? Um, an orc named Viv, who has spent her whole life being a warrior. Like, she has been a soldier. She has been, like, um, an assassin. She's done all kinds of adventures. She has this mythical, like, legendary sword. But she's, she's like, done with that. Like, her warrior fighting days are over. And now she just wants to open a coffee shop. It's the first coffee shop that this city where she lands has ever seen. Nobody really knows what coffee is. They certainly don't know what a latte is or um, like like baked goods, all of these things. So she she's decided to settle down. And that's where the beginning of this story takes off is with her opening this fantasy world coffee shop. <laughs> I'm like, was this book? <laughs> I love it so much. It's on my, it's in my queue. Yeah. Yes. I I really feel like this book was created in a lab for me. I, I love fantasy. But you know, most fantasy, Mindy, you know, as a prolific reader, most fantasy books 
they are much more high stakes. There's like action, there's adventure, there's, you know, there's death, there's victory, like there's all of these like big, big, big things in the fantasy genre. This takes the universe of fantasy, the idea of like different creatures and different like magic exists, those types of things, and just brings it down to the level of just like, what if, what if an orc opened a coffee shop and what if a, a succubus was like her friend and coworker and they have all of these different people that that are that are <laughs> fantasy creatures that come in now meredith gave a strong advisory on this book in terms of when you look at the cover <laughs> the cover art may be like a little i don't know it might might seem a little oh my gosh a little cheesy or a little like i don't know you might not think that it's you know really written uh-huh. for like grown-ups to read and enjoy but trust me. It's so great. So it's written by a man named Travis Baldry, who is a prolific audiobook narrator. He has narrated like over 200 books. I don't know if this is his debut novel or not, but he has written this book and he narr- I So I listened to the book. I, I wanted to have that experience of the audio that he created since like that's his thing. He is an, an audio narrator. I have to tell you, it's fantastic. And one more thing that that Meredith mentioned that I want to make sure the awesomes know, you know, Mindy, this is highly unusual. On Goodreads right now, this book has a 4.5 star rating, which is like off the charts when it comes to Goodreads reviews. So that's amazing. I I would say this is fantastic if you do like the idea of just like a cozy story. Now, there are some plots that are happening. There's definitely some tension that drives the narrative as you go through the story. Definitely enough to keep you engaged, but to not be that intense. This would be a a really fun listen with, like, if you're going on a road trip with, I would say, middle school and older kids. Um, I think that this could be really fun okay. for for listening to or just on your own or or whatever. It's just really fun. Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. That's my awesome of the week. I love that. And it's in my queue. When, when Meredith talked about it, it made me think of a book, a middle grade book that I just loved. And I've not heard anyone talk about. It's called Wizard for Hire. And it's similar in the sense that it's a little bit fantasy, but it's really more like eye-rolling fantasy. Like, what? What is happening? But it's very cozy, very sweet, very wonderful. So I, I can't wait to read that. Yeah, that's going to be – what a great awesome of the week, Meg. Mindy's just bringing in the bonus awesome of the week, too. We'll put both of those in the show notes. We'll put all of these books in the show notes for you guys to check out. And you can go and read them, too, and then find us on social media to tell us what you thought. In fact, you can find us at, at uh, Sorta Awesome Show on Instagram or come over to the Facebook group, the Sorta Awesome Hangout on Facebook. We would love to hear your awesome of the week and what is good in reading for you right now. Um, so we'd love to have you join us there. Mindy and I are going to get into this midlife conversation about all of these parenting issues. Oh my goodness, so much to discuss. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, do you guys know why free trials renew without your consent? Well, it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify 
and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, and the ones you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. You just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I love Truebill. We have been using this app for over a year. I cannot tell you how much money they have saved for us. I'm still finding subscriptions that my kids signed up for. It seems like there's one every time I turn around. And with Truebill, I don't have to remember to cancel any free trials I signed up for. Truebill does it for me. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash awesome. Go right now. Truebill.com slash awesome. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash awesome. Hey friends, if you've got a busy schedule, and honestly, I know we all do, it can be hard to get all of your nutrients on the go. Now, even if you had time to juice vegetables or eat massive salads, you might just not love the taste of dark leafy greens. And as we all know, a lack of nutrition can lead to low energy, bad moods, and all sorts of long-term issues. That's why Organifi makes it easy to fill your life with more nutrition using delicious superfood blends. You just add a scoop to a glass of water, to energize and nourish your day with carefully picked adaptogens, fruits, vegetables, medicinal mushrooms, and more. It's one of the easiest healthy choices that you can make each day. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. They have different flavor options like green juice, red juice, gold chocolate, and even pumpkin spice for the holidays. If you want the highest quality plant-based ingredients for optimal health, go to Organifi.com and use code AWESOME for 15% off of any item in the store. That's Organifi.com and use code AWESOME for 15% off of any item in the store. Okay, we are back. Mindy, truly, I know I say this every time we've, we've had a conversation for our midlife series, but I'm so thankful. And I know that there are so many awesomes and their friends. If you guys haven't passed these episodes on to your friends, please do that because these are conversations that need to happen in the broader culture, but especially, you know, in the context of friendships and family and community, because this is such a real part of this time of life for for all of us. And yet it's something that I feel like until very recently just really wasn't talked about. There was a lot of we've talked about the stigma of shame that goes along with it. We've talked about just the, the lack of education around it. So I just want to tell you again, before we get into this, how grateful I am for you bringing this idea and being so generous as to like, let's let's bring it to sort of awesome. So thank you. Oh, thank you for doing this. And I I just want to also, want a second, wait, you said, Meg, share these with your friends. I, and I know you have to, we both gotten messages from people who were like, oh my gosh, yes. I needed this. Yes. I didn't, and I didn't know I needed this. Mm-hmm. And so we're here to make sure that the conversation becomes the norm, right? And the other reason we want you to share is because you may have some ideas that aren't on our list. Yes. <laughs> for future episodes. And- while we have seven more planned out, we do want to hear from you. But um, yeah. I just think it's so affirming for two things. One, we need this conversation and some of us didn't know we needed it. Secondly, this will normalize the conversation. Yes. The more you share it 
even just even just in your regular feed. So men and kids and teenagers all see that this conversation is happening and it's necessary will help. Yes. Mindy, when it comes to this topic of of parenting and parenting our parents are the the change in dynamic in the relationship with our 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 own parents. Nobody told me, Mindy, that I in a season of life when I am trying so hard to get my children through all of their things that I would also like almost all of the sudden have to become an expert on helping my parents navigate especially things like medical care and late in life decisions. I had no idea that I was going to have a whole new learning curve ahead of me. Like you get through the learning curve of your kids and you think it might be smooth sailing. No, no, Mindy, no one told me. No, there's still so much to learn. And now you got to learn it for, for advocating for and helping to care for your parents. I agree. And no one told me that midlife actually means that you're stuck in the middle of parenting children and parenting your parents. And I honestly always thought midlife meant like you're midway to death. <laughs> and, and I, it's not that. It's not. It's that you are in the middle. Yeah, you know, you said earlier called a sandwich. Uh, it, you are in the middle. And having kids and raising kids, but also parenting our parents are so similar and yet vastly different emotionally. It is a season that I was completely unprepared for at 37. My mom was diagnosed with ALS and I was suddenly thrust into that season. Yeah. And it's very, very um, heavy. And the reason we wanted to bring it is because some of you are going to be thrust into it at an unexpected time. You're going to be younger. You may not even actually be in midlife. You will, you will think you're not midlife because... You're not even close. You're not in perimenopause yet. I had just, I was pregnant. I was seven months pregnant with our number six. So I wasn't, quote, in midlife age-wise. And yet, I, that was my um, that was my gateway into midlife, was suddenly parenting my mom and my stepdad. You know, that's so true. When everything happened with my mom getting sick earlier this year and passing away, I had that thought over and over truly, like, I don't feel like I'm old enough to be here. And for you at 37, I'm confident that you were, you know, experiencing those same things of like, how is this already part of my life? How is this happening? I'm unprepared. That's the thing that I just kept coming back to. Like, yes. um, I just felt so wildly unprepared for being in that situation um, with my mom and, and all of those things happening. I just kept thinking like, I'm not old enough for this yet. You know? <laughs> yes, me too. I literally said to a friend, I am not old enough for this. I, I can't do this. And she was so gracious. And this is the kind of friends we want you to have. She said, that is a valid feeling. And yet, here you are. Yes. And I know you can do it. And I'm here for you. Um, and, and it is. It's And we can get thrust into this season suddenly, like you and I were. Or it can be gradual, right? Like suddenly finding ourselves parenting our parents can be because of illness, like you and I experienced with our parents. But it can also just parents experiencing the effects of aging. Yes. You know, they're... Their mind and their bodies are just getting older, which is a gift, right? Being able to age is a gift. And i that's another topic for another time on us embracing our aging selves. Mm -hmm. But it could just be we're, we're suddenly in that stage when we start seeing 
signs that our parents are getting older. And you'll know those. You you probably are nodding. You're probably going, yep, I've seen some of those things. They're forgetting something. Or some some of our parents get a little feisty when they get older. And, and that has to do with them realizing they're aging and being kind of upset about that and feeling those effects. We can also be thrust into this when our parents suddenly are unengaged with life, like they maybe have been in retirement age for a long time, and they're just not feeling involved. They're not feeling like they're a part of things. They're, and that's a part of aging um, in a really negative way in our country. I don't think that is universal. I don't think all older people feel that in every country. I think in America, we haven't embraced older people like we should. And so I think some children who are adults find themselves parenting their parents because their parents have kind of entered this malaise stage of life. Yes. They're suddenly realizing, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to parent. I have to help them. Yeah. But it can also be the, the last way I really saw parents kind of enter this season and make us join the parenting, the parent stage is they just become completely um, ill-equipped with the modern age. You know, they don't understand how to use their TV. They don't understand how to use their phone well anymore. They don't even GPS systems like technology is, of course, just constantly updating, right? It is on a fast forward right now. And I'm I joke that I need one of my kids to live near me mm-hmm. so that next door, like literally, so I can be like 20 years from now. Hey, I can't get the hologram hologram to work on the TV. Can you pop over or whatever it's going to be? Yeah. Because I yeah. jokingly don't understand some of this. Right? Like, <laughs> I Because of my surgery, I have to wear this really, um, what I call the jerk from Steve <laughs> device for my... <laughs> <laughs> where my glasses are sitting on a hook and not on my face. Yeah. So Meg gets to see what that looks like right now. And it's comedic, but it's not sitting on my nose. But because I, I was kind of getting motion sick trying to read my phone with a magnifying glass and other things, one of my young friends, I call her Morgan, my daughter, Morgan Talman, who's a, awesome, she told me, well, you know, you can zoom in your phone. So I tried it, Meg, that I could not understand. <laughs> I was I was a wreck. I was like, what the hell? I couldn't navigate. I I tried for like 10 minutes to fix it. I could not. So I did what all 52-year-olds do. They walked down to a teenager downstairs and said, can you please fix this? <laughs> so my Esther, my 16-year-old, I was like, she goes, mom, what have you done? I was like, I zoomed. I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> Please help me. And so in all seriousness, like as we age, we it's hard to keep up with technology. Yes. And sometimes our parents become so frustrated that they kind of enter a, a stage of anger, right. which is, I think, very valid Yes, to feel angry that they can't engage in the world like everyone else is. It might be a hearing loss. Where they no longer feel a part of the conversation exactly, and yes. the activity around them. And my Papa Lou, my, the dad of my heart, his second wife, after my mom died, he remarried a few years later. She had a hearing loss. And I, I felt so insensitive when I realized when she was over and we were playing Taboo, which is like mm-hmm. a favorite game. Yeah. And then this other game where you read something – and you're trying to get an entire group of people to shout out the answer. Yeah. 
Well, I realized how insensitive of an activity that was for her because she can't follow that. She couldn't hear us. She couldn't. And it just, I felt so badly. Like she and I didn't connect. We didn't really get along. But that was, that was really not respectful of me Mm. to realize that in her season, she, we can't play games like that and, and let her feel a part of the group. And she would get angry about other things. You know what I mean? Yes. And then I realized, oh, well, you know what? Your anger is justified. Yeah. We, we have left you out. And so what can happen is we can get put into the into this season in a variety of ways. Yep. And unfortunately, in a variety of ages. So it's true. This conversation about midlife isn't about age today, necessarily. It's about what has happened in your life that has put you in the middle. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's really thoughtful and very compassionate of you to point out the anger that comes because often anger is just like a symptom of of a different emotion that might be coming to the surface. And, and for a lot of people, anger is really pointing towards sadness. And I think that it's very natural if you've just put yourself into the uh, the shoes, into the perspective of somebody who's realizing all of these things that were once like you didn't even think about you didn't even think about if you could hear or you didn't think about your mobility issues am I going to be able to climb up these stairs to go to someone's house you know their front porch stairs just to go to their house and and as you begin to face that I think that as a human that it's very natural to have some sadness around that and then it may express itself as anger so thank you for pointing that out I agree thank you well you know it it's a lot like parenting kids and teenagers because our teenagers are experiencing that too, right? Yes. Like they're angry. They're frustrated with just how they're feeling and not understanding how to how to regulate their emotions and that they're not quite an adult, but they're not kids. You know? And our parents can experience that too. And I think the important part of this season is to really hold on tightly to respect. I think Respect and communication is what we've got to hang on to there. We have to remember they are adults. It might feel like we're parenting children again, but they're not. They have lived lives. They are wise. They are experienced. They have raised us. They have shown love to us. And we have to make sure we don't let it look like parenting kids Mm -hmm. to them. Yes. And to others around while we're talking to them, while we're handling things. Yes. We need to show them loving respect. Um, and it can be frustrating. Like, I get it. Like, for some of us, we're in a season of this where our parents are being stinker butts, for <laughs> lack of a better term. That's one way to say it. Yep. Good. Thank you. <laughs> and, and that can be for a variety of reasons. There could be dementia going on. There could be just general frustration. It could be past issues as a family, Mm -hmm. right, that we have maybe not unpacked and dealt with. There can be a lot of things going on there. And they can just be stinker buds, and we want to react to that like we do our teens or something. But it's the hardest part of this, not for the sickness part, like we'll talk about that in a second, but just in general stinker butt issues or whatever, is that we have to remember they're adults. Yeah. And we need to show them love and we need to allow them to be autonomous as much as they can. We can't let certain situations happen where it's very clear we're the one kind of in charge now. Like 
they know it. Yeah. Unless there's a, 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 they're deeply into dementia or something similar, they know. Mm-hmm. And I just want us to pause for a minute and think about what that must feel like. Yes. That we have gotten to this stage where somebody else has to make decisions for us. Mm-hmm. And, y'all, that's very humbling. Yes. And I think it's probably also really scary. Sure. And so just... We have to hang on to letting them have autonomy. Yes. Let them be a part of the conversation. You know, don't, don't, definitely don't make decisions without talking to them. Um, now, there may be like a family meeting where mm-hmm. you and the siblings or maybe their partner has to have a conversation apart from them. That's just normal. Yes. It's hard. Yes. But it is normal, right? Like that is a normal part of this season. But, Include them as much as we can, right? And it's interesting that you said um, walking in their shoes, Meg, um, kind of shifting into the the sickness aspect. And when we have a parent who is maybe really unhealthy or has a terminal disease or degenerative disease, that's really hard. And it's, it's probably one of the hardest things I've walked through is watching my mom who was a nurse, mm-hmm. be diagnosed with ALS, which is Luke Gehrig's disease, and know what was going to happen, right? Yes. And yeah. she was like Imelda Marcos. Like, she loves shoes. <laughs> like, I think of her I think of her often uh, when I listen to Sword Austin and people talk about shoes. Yes. She had um, a ton of shoes. And the week before she died, I wrote an article about my mom's shoes and my stepdad Papa Lou had I was visiting them over the house and he brought me a huge bag of shoes Mm. and he said mom says these are yours now and I went in the living room I was like mom but she couldn't walk much anymore because ALS had affected her muscles so she couldn't keep um, most shoes on well she had to just kind of wear slippers socks that were tight yes and so I, I started trying them on and showing her and oh i love these and you know whatever and picking them out and i kept some just because they made me think of her and others you know actually i would use but i went in the other room and i just sat and cried you know i was like i am not old enough to be walking in my mom's shoes literally literally yes and it's very emotional season but even those shoes like i she was a part of that moment, you know, yes. as much as I could. She laughed and she grinned with certain shoes. And I just remember looking at her and saying, I don't, I don't want to have these shoes without you. Yes. And she just, she couldn't talk by then, but she just smiled. And, you know, guys, that season is going to be painful and there's no way around that. There's just no way around that. But if we really talk to our parents yeah. while they're sick. And we remind them that we love them. Yes. And ask them the questions. You know, my mom was a part of her care as much as she could be. Mm -hmm. She was the one that decided when she was going to get her feeding tube. Mm -hmm. We weren't ready. Mm. We were like, no, you don't need that yet. Yeah. And she just, I remember her looking at us like, oh, guys. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a gift for us that some people don't get. She was a nurse, so she knew. Yes. Before we did. Yes. And that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that you make a great point that these navigating these situations with a parent, whether they are, are 
chronically ill, um, or even just like helping them navigate mobility issues. You know, there's nothing as terrifying as a parent having a fall and breaking something that I think we need to rem- remind ourselves to be gentle with ourselves too. Like, of course, it's going to elicit some big feelings on our part. It's so hard and heartbreaking. And I think that the best advice anyone gave me as I was going through everything with my mom was to make sure to be gentle with myself and to create space for myself to have a little fall apart or a big one as often as I needed to so that I could process that in the moment and then also be able to come back to the present and be like, okay, now I got to, you know, get back into this and, and come back to to making decisions and and all of those things. But to just remind yourself of self-compassion for those hard moments, because it is, it's so heartbreaking in so many ways. So I think that that is like almost the perfect storm of emotion, right? No wonder the dynamic gets strained because we have... We have our aging parents who are experiencing anger and sadness over, um, you know, things that they feel like they might be losing or decisions being made for them. And for us, we are experiencing these big emotions because it's so hard to see your parents um, begin to decline. Oh, and so, nice. yeah, it's the perfect storm of so many big feelings going on. So many. One of the things I learned in, in my early life that I've held on to as I've entered midlife and when I was taking care of my mom, I worked at a summer camp for kiddos with physical disabilities for five summers when I was young and could work out in the heat and push wheelchairs all day in 100 degree Texas heat. I could not do that now. (laughs) But I learned a lot about caring for others physically. And something I just want to throw out there that maybe hasn't crossed our minds is that there are little things that we do when we take care of ourselves physically that if somebody doesn't do for us is actually a really big deal. Um, it, for example, if your underwear is not in the right spot, you're going to feel that all day, yes. right? Like like that is not something you can just ignore. Right. If you don't take care of yourself after you go to the bathroom and make sure you're very, very clean, like ultimately totally clean, there cannot be anything left. Yeah. If you don't do that, you will get a little sore. Mm-hmm. You'll get a little, you'll get red. It'll be irritated. Things like that, that I learned about socks, putting on socks just right, right? Like yes. you all, all of you listening have a right way to wear a sock. All thousand percent. Yes. And it may not be my way. Yes. <laughs> and if your sock is not on correctly, as Meg deems it mm-hmm. for her, mm-hmm. you will be in a state of of discontent. Yes, agitation. Yes, it's so agitating when just agitation. That's a perfect word. Just the smallest thing can be off, but then it's not small anymore. It's like all you can think about. Yes, I totally get that. (laughs) Yes. If we are having to care for our parents physically, we really got to remember those things and ask them, mom, is this, is that comfortable? Is that on right for you? Those little things will speak volumes to our parents and will show them love. But also, y'all, we could be setting up them up for a terrible day if we don't make sure their underwear is right, their, their yes. sock is right, yes. whatever it is, you know, their hair, whatever it is. So that was some of the little things that I learned early in life that have really that really helped me when I was caring for my mom. Um, but I want to applause and fist bump you on the respite for ourselves situation. That has to be 
a part of our midlife experience if we are caring for our parents. If we have become caretakers, caregivers, I mean, if we have become caregivers, we have to put into our life time for breaks. That is not a suggestion. It is necessary. I also want to suggest reminding yourself that this is normal, um, that this season is normal. It's what happens when we have the gift of having a parent Yes. Keep living. Yes. That's a gift. It is. Right? It is. So we are going to have to remember that. Y'all, the other things I want to say, the things that we need to do to help us, we have to have conversations with our parents, our siblings, and our partner about all of this. Yes. We need to talk about the hard things. What is your medical wishes? What, what, What are your medical wishes? What do you want? And you and your siblings may have to have the who gets who conversation. Mm-hmm. My sister and I have had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I get Papa Lou, you get Bush. Mm-hmm. Like that, <laughs> that conversation has been had if they need to live with somebody. And that's normal. I want to suggest a book. I know that you're shocked. <laughs> this is a light book, though. This is very light. It's called Unlikely Animals by Annie Hartnett. This book actually, in a very light, gentle touch, addresses parenting a parent who has dementia and it's very wonderful it shows the side of the wife and the caregiver yes and the children i really loved it. it's a great book um find other books out there like that because we all know the more we read yes even if it's fictional we get into those stories it makes our life feel a little more normal yes we're like oh this is good this is this is good i also want to say guys and I would love to know if you experience this, Meg. We have to keep a sense of humor. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yes. We just do. We If we make it heavy all the time, then that will affect us. Yep. But if we have a sense of humor, it will help everyone. Yes. Right? I mean, yeah. that's just how it is. My mom, we joked, hey, mom, your potty's in the living room now. Everyone's just going to turn their head. And we made it. We normalized it for her by using humor. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It does. You know, there's a saying, you either laugh or you cry, and there's going to be plenty of tears. There's going to be plenty of tears. Mm -hmm. And so to balance it out, you got to have some laughter in there too, for sure. Agreed. So this season is hard. But it can also bring some really precious memories. Would you agree, Meg? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There there are things that my sister and I and Papa Lou all hold on to that were a part of the hard, but it had become a part of the precious now. And that, and that's a gift. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so much great wisdom and insight. And again, you know, Mindy and I both have gone through the experience of, of losing a parent, but also there's the long stretch of when they, you're, like you said, you're blessed to have your parent or both parents continue living. Um, there's all kinds of decisions to navigate. I really love what you said that as, you know, as much as possible and as long as possible to bring that the, the parent or parents into the conversation um, to help kind of at least allow them to feel heard. You know, that to go back to your analogy, a lot of times our teenagers get so frustrated because they feel like they're not being heard. We can't always say yes to everything our teenagers want, but we can listen. And I think that that's a skill with our parents as well. And I've noticed too, it seems like with aging parents, that there's there's two ends of the spectrum, right? There's the parent who is 
becomes very needy and who is, you know, really wanting, asking for, needing help with all kinds of things, wants someone to come in and kind of make decisions and do things. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's the parent who's very resistant to all of that and, you know, wants to maintain that independence as long as possible. And the same parent might kind of go back and forth on that spectrum. You know, it's that's, I think, a normal thing, too. But so to kind of be prepared for the fact that it might feel like a roller coaster sometimes. And as you said, to remind ourselves that it's normal and that we can care for ourselves in the midst of it as we are learning this whole new skill set of helping to support um, our parents as they're aging. So, well... Not only are many of us helping support our aging parents, many of us are still in the trenches of parenting our own children or the kids, the young people in our lives who are like children to us. And so Mindy and I, we can't skip over that because, you know, each of us have a house full of kids still. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. We definitely have thoughts. We're going to get to that part of the conversation when we come right back. Hey, Awesomes, one of the biggest struggles of parenting is getting your kids all of their proper nutrition. Unfortunately, typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free. My nine-year-old twins are some of the pickiest eaters I have ever met, and a lot of their pickiness comes from sensory issues. So I was curious to see what they thought of Haya. I got to tell you, they love these vitamins. They think they're very delicious, and they even let their younger brother, Nico, decorate the bottle with all the cute little stickers that come with your first order. Now, we have worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off of your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash awesome. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash awesome and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That's HayaHealth.com slash awesome. Well, Awesomes, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. Now, I know that being a small business owner can be extremely overwhelming, especially when you've got a big decision to make, like adding someone to your team. LinkedIn Jobs makes it super easy. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to 
faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash awesome. That's linkedin.com slash awesome to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we are back and you know we've we've talked about some of the joys and also some of the stress of navigating uh, this changing dynamic with our parents as they're getting older and we're getting older. Mindy, when it comes to parenting our children, nobody, and I mean nobody told me that I would be on a crazy hormone roller coaster at the same time my teenage daughters are. <laughs> and I certainly <laughs> Did not know I'd be trying to potty train my three-year-old at the same time. (laughs) I will say this conversation is a little unusual because you and I both have younger kids when most people don't. I'm 52 and I have a six-year-old. Most people who are 52 are like, what are you doing, woman, crazy lady? So yeah, it's a little different. Yes. Yeah. you. Yeah. You are experiencing hormone ridiculousness yes. while your daughters are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, teenage boys, they have their hormonal fluctuations too. Oh, that's so true. It's just yeah. like kind of crazy and a little bit cruel. Like I have some questions for God about this because I feel like, <laughs> oh, girl, <me> too. <laughs> I feel like if I am having hormonal fluctuations so much that I am going to a specialist doctor to, you know, have some support and some, some treatment, I feel like I could at least get a break with the other humans in my house. But no, no. But no, but no. Yes, no one told me that parenting adult children is the hardest season. (gasps) And I'm a little ticked off about it. No, I can't. I'm not, Meg, Meg, I'm not even saying I'm a little ticked off. I'm being nice. I'm furious that no one said, oh, no. When they're adults, it's even harder. I'm like, what, you jerks? Like, come on. Honestly, Meg, I think. We need to normalize having showers for moms and dads, I guess, but I'm really thinking of moms here. When our children turn 17 or 18, yeah, yeah, we had a baby shower that was 17, 18 years ago. We got the necessities, right? Those were great. But they were also times of, we see you, we see you joining this season, we're so excited, we're here for you. Well, guess what we need? We need a shower. That brings us wine or beer and chocolate and books and coupons. Survival. Say, Here's your card. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we need to sit down our friends who are who have a 17, 18 year old, not just teen. So I'm not talking about entering teen. I'm talking about on the cusp of adulthood. Yes. Or at least what they think is adulthood. Honestly, guys, I I'm like your frontal lobe is not formed. Nope. You are totally not an adult. But okay, whatever. <laughs> we we need to sit that woman down, surround her with friends and say, we see you. We love you. You have been a good mom. This season is about to be really ridiculous and you are not prepared for what is going to happen. I'm not prepared, Mindy. I already know I'm not prepared. (laughs) We aren't. We are not. No one tells us to get prepared for that. And I'm, I'm mad. Yes. I'm like, why did no one tell us that you need to actually prepare and think about and work hard. This is not like, oh, they're 18 and I now I just get to enjoy the fruit of my labor, which I honestly thought that's what it was going to be. Right. That's what everyone's like, oh, just get through the teenage years and then it's so great. And I'm like, lies. Oh, no. You're all lying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm glad you're telling me right now. Could it be? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's right. Just like we've said, Meg, no one else has told you. So we're going to tell okay. you. 
parenting adult kids is unlike any season you've been in because guess what? They're adults. So guess what? You don't get to parent them, really. You get to mentor. You get to support them. And they might be being the biggest boneheads on the planet. And you get to be quiet. (laughs) And Meg, no one tells us that, right? Because we have been told from their birth, you are the biggest influence. So into them. Mm -hmm. Give them wisdom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Guess what? They no longer want it when they're adults for a season. Now, that's not a forever season. And every one of us is going to experience it differently. Okay. You maybe, maybe some of you are not going to have boneheads. Good for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. But you might have something else where a child is struggling with anxiety in a really big way. Yeah. Or they're unsure of their path. I have been reading more and more about how this generation is very, very different, Meg. Mm-hmm. Because they grew up with the internet, they're the first generation to do this. And I've talked to my therapist. She's talked to other therapists. There is a lot going on that we as a culture are unprepared for with this season of adults. Okay. And that they are unprepared for, but they don't know it mm. because this generation is also thinking they're the most informed. Oh, yeah. Because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Like I had very limited shelves. I, uh, yeah, I grew up with a card catalog. Yep. Oh, hello. Yep. Yeah. So I had to go look, and if you don't know what this is, which you might not, it's a card catalog. It has little index cards, yep. guys, of every book that was in the library. That's and right. You had to go find it. You bet. Yeah. Okay. No search engines for me. No. No, we had, in my but family, I, we had an entire set of encyclopedias. That was yes, where if you needed you to do to. some research, you had to hit up the encyclopedia. <laughs> you had to. And now we know that those are outdated, like, practically as soon as they're yes you know we didn't know that that was the height of education was having encyclopedias in your own home yes y'all people went door to door selling them like it was a thing (laughs) but this generation and i love you if you're listening and you're in this generation i love you there is some really unusual and um unprepared like unusual and never seen before Types of psychological and emotional stuff going on oh, with wow. this generation. Yeah. That has not been in previous generations because of the overabundance of information and input from everywhere, from literally around the world. That's the worldwide web. Yeah. It has affected this generation in a ton of ways. That's a whole nother topic, but I'm backing up. I'm saying that because this generation of parents is also facing mm. a whole different situation parenting these young adults right they're experiencing life differently and all the wisdom we've been given basically stops at a certain point because yeah of the internet so guys we're entering a season where they need to make their decisions and we don't get to tell them what those decisions should be mm. even i know i know i know it is super not fun They might decide they need to move to a state that has legalized certain things because that's a situation they're really, really excited about. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at them and you're like, wait, what? And that might be a difficult thing to bear, but they're 21 years old. They need to have that autonomy. And this is the hardest part 
they honestly don't want us to give our opinion on why that might be a bonehead thing to mm-hmm. focus on. They, yeah. they don't. And we need to step into a different role when our kids become adults. And I think it's really, really difficult because we've spent 18 years really working, right? We've yes. been doing our best. Yes. Have we been perfect? No, of course not. There is no such thing. Have we? But have we invested? Have we done our best? Have we loved them? Mm. All of those things. And also, not but, and also, we do have kind of visions or hopes or expectations yes. of what they might do. Yeah. What they might look like. What, And I mean, like, not appearance-wise, but just in general. Mm-hmm. What they might be doing in life. What yeah. their life might look right. like. And, and y'all, that has to be laid down. It has to. Yes. And that is stupid hard. Yes. Like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, wait, you don't want to go to college? What? Yes. Yes. That's a thing too. This, this generation has been hearing the cries of anguish, especially from millennials, the people ahead of them about the burden of student loan debt. I know so many of my kids' classmates and even our kids who are like, ah, college, maybe, maybe not, which, you know, for like my generation, yours, it was like you, you will go to college or you'll do something to further your education after high school. Kids these days are, they're really wondering. They're looking at all the options. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, the internet has shown us that there's a lot of different ways to- Yes have careers. There's a lot of ways to support yourself. It's difficult. The funny thing is we did tell our kids, we don't want you to get into debt. We're not signing a student loan. We can't do that. We also can't pay for college. You can live with us and we'll support you that way. Totally great. College isn't for everyone. And then they believed us. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, wait. And I've struggled with that because the other aspect of this season that I think is about uh, maybe, oh, like a billion times harder is the judgment from other parents. So we all know that when our kids are little and they're misbehaving and they think like whatever, there's, there's some moms out there who are ridiculous and they judge us and they, you know, give mom shaming, whatever. Y'all, there's no mom shaming like mom shaming when you have adult children. Oh no. And I want us to kind of take a second and evaluate ourselves on this. So I have had many people say, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't judge you for what your kids are doing. I'm like, okay. But honestly, the truth is we, we do it. Mm. If we see a 19 year old who is not doing anything, who is maybe working at a, I don't know, let's say um, working at Starbucks one day a week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they're riding their bike and they're playing games and they're doing whatever. We're going to judge the parent like, um, hello, did you not raise them mm. to work? Did you not raise them to have a goal? Did you not have, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or we, we see a friend who has a child who's gone to college and is succeeding and doing excellently and got a full ride. Do we not say, well done, mom? Yeah. Well done, parents. Yeah. Well, we do. We do. It's a hard truth. And part of the conversation normalization that I want with this episode is we've got to call ourselves out that we do it. Yes. And we need we need to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we really, really need to stop. One of my phrases that 
my my best friends know I hate is did your mama raise you right? I just want that phrase banned for all of time. Yeah. Because guess what? Yeah, she probably did. Yes. I raised my children to shower every day, change their underwear, put on deodorant, <laughs> and go be productive. Yes. And guess what? Guess how many of them do not do that, Meg? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Did I raise my children to work hard? Yes. Did I give them an excellent education? Yes. Are they also not doing much and struggling and not having direction? Also, yes. Right. Our firstborn is a speech-language pathologist in Washington, D.C., graduated with two majors and a minor, president's list. Like, yeah. we looked good. Sure, yes, like, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I looked good. <laughs> and our next three are struggling. Yes. Our son went to college for a semester. He's like, this is not for me. And then we had COVID with our next two mm. for their right when they were entering adulthood. And it's been a struggle. Yes. We've got to stop believing that adult children are a reflection of their parents. Exactly. I'm I'm so thankful you're telling me like it is that you're being very candid about it. This is where we are. We are on the very cusp. Our oldest is 17, going to be a senior next year. This is so our lived reality. And I think this is again like the theme of this episode really should be compassion. Like having I agree. Having mm-hmm. compassion for a, our children who are going out into this world and into a world that we can't relate to. It's not the same world that we went out into when we were 18 and 19. And then 100% not. Yeah. Yes. And then B, having compassion for ourselves as the parent and knowing that we're going through these big changes in the dynamics and then see other parents being able to look at other parents and, and saying, that's interesting. And just, you know, either like minding your own business or yeah. just being like, you know, I, I know that they are loving parents and this, I'm sure this is hard for them as well to see their kid maybe, you know, maybe having some missteps along the way and truly, right. truly, which who of us did not have a few missteps when we launched out into the world? Oh, oh my gosh. They just weren't as visible, right? Exactly. Like we didn't have the social yes. media. All the stuff I did in college that I am a miracle. It's a miraculous yes. I'm alive. Some really bonehead things, dangerous things, yes. really unwise things. I'm alive. It's shocking. But y'all, thankfully, there is no footage of that. And yep. my parents didn't know about it. Yep. You know what I mean? Ignorance was bliss. And- we are missing that now. Like the ignorance is bliss thing is kind of absent yeah. for parents yep. because it's everything's out there. Yeah, because we can like literally know, and- track where our kids are using their phones. <laughs> like that, my, oh my gosh, I would have made a yes. lot of different choices. Maybe some better, maybe Amen. some worse if I knew that my parents were tracking me. Correct. Correct. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I just, I want to send you guys, if you have time to, and I know this is a little bit tooting my own horn, but I got a lot of really great feedback and my heart was there. On Bookend Homeschoolers, we did an episode on not hanging our hats on how our kids turn out. Yes. And it was a really uh, personal episode, and it meant a lot to me. That season two, episode 24 okay. of Bookend Homeschoolers. Perfect. Got a lot of turn um, feedback. Yes. I really, there's a lot in there for us to really think about, but this season is so unusual, guys. There are going to be big highs, mm-hmm. and there are going to be big lows. Yes. And the thing about this season is it starts when they're 18, and then, oh, wait, let me tell you when it ends. <laughs> Never. Yes. <laughs> Now, are there different mini seasons? Yes. 
I will say it again. The after the frontal lobe is formed is probably a new season. And I'm looking forward to that. I only have one child there. And so that's really exciting. When their frontal lobe is formed, things do get a little different. But I think having that shower with your friend and saying, hey, you have been a good mom. Yeah. We have compassion for you. And guess what? We have decided and made the intentional decision to have compassion for your kids Mm -hmm. and love them through the hard and love you through the hard these high highs and these low lows, they're going to be there, but we're we're here with you. Yeah. If you can imagine steel magnolias, to me, the the thing we need most in this season is our squad. And there is a reason that movies, books, everything that focus on women in midlife, guess what? It's not about marriages most of the time. It's about your friends. It is because they're the only ones that really get it. Women are different creatures. We experience life differently than our husbands, than our our male friends. It feels differently. And if you picture and remember Steel Magnolias, those women were there for the high highs Mm -hmm. and they were there for the low lows and they didn't judge her. They didn't judge the mom. They loved her and they loved her daughter literally till death. And That's what we have to have. So when I say I'm serious about those showers, I'm 100% serious. And then we need to remember to build our squad, Meg. Mm -hmm. Build it. Fight for that however you need to. If you are an introvert, you still need a squad. Yes. Yes. You will be the quiet one, and that's okay. Those extroverts are going to love you. (laughs) They're going to be there for you, right, Meg? And try not to wear you out. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) The other things we can do for this season is – repeatedly say to ourselves, grace upon grace. Mm-hmm. I need grace. I'm giving my kids grace. Yes. I'm giving my friends grace and I'm giving their kids grace. Yes. Um, if your mom is still alive, talk to her about this season. That's something I wish I could do, Meg. Like I once I didn't get, you know, my mom passed away when my eldest was 11. Yes. So I wasn't there. And right. I do wish I could say, mom, how did you keep loving me when I mm-hmm. was so selfish? I was so self-centered. I was thinking the other day, did I even know what was going on in my parents' life when I was in college and then early 20s? Nope. No, I don't. I, I was, it was all about me. Yes, absolutely. It was all about me. Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't have Facebook to keep up with my mom. Well, sure, you know yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. But it was all about me. Yeah. There is a book that really helped me, Meg. It's a Christian book, though. So I want to just say from the start, it won't be for everyone. Um, and some of it, if you do decide to pick it up, even if you're that's not your faith, there are parts you'll, you can skip. Okay. But it did really drive home the point that this is an, an unusual generation and that parents are facing things that we haven't had to in different ways. It's called Doing Life with Adult Children. Keep the welcome mat out and your mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That funny book about, funny thing about that book is I always think it's called Parenting Adult Children, which is ironic because, yeah. right? See, I still can't let go <laughs> of the parenting them. Yes. <laughs> and the title is intentionally not that. Yes. It is doing life with adult children. Yes. And right there, the title distinguishes. So that book really helped me. Um, I've also tried to share it with like youth workers or people who are trying to mentor my Mm 20-year-olds because they are still hanging on to the authoritarian thing. Yes. And they don't understand that this generation is different because they feel young. They're in their 30s, Mm -hmm. right? So they're like, I'm young. I get it. And I'm like, no, 
you do not get it yeah. until you are parenting an ch- adult child. You don't get it. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. There's some other books, Meg. Maybe you've read novels that have helped. My favorite one, when I went, the one that first opened this door and made me feel seen as a mom in midlife with adult children was The Most Fun We Ever Had by Claire Lombardo. Okay. Love that book. I also want to recommend, this is um, a prescription, let's say, Meg. If you have not watched the series Parenthood, I'm assigning... I'm assigning you to go watch that. I can't that. watch it. I can't cry that much, Mindy. Don't do this to no. me. <laughs> I, it's, it is so a crying series, but it's not This Is Us level. So, you know, at least we have that. <laughs> yes. um, I always called This Is Us. I called that This Is Me Crying. <laughs> um, but Parenthood, I bawled through that, not just for the writing, but because Claire, the, the mom, I got it. Like the way she, I really, I want you to go watch it or uh, as many episodes as you can tolerate. I can handle. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But focusing on her and watching how she is parenting those adult kids. The thing that spoke volumes to me is that she refuses to accept any kind of shame or blame or responsibility to to a healthy level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That she's like, no, you're adults and you're making your decisions. I did my best and I loved you hard. Yes. Of course I made mistakes, you guys. Quit quit acting like those mistakes are the be all end all of who you are now. Yes. Like, stop. Yeah. You're an adult. She was so accepting and empowered. I I really kind of like, can can that be real? Is that, can someone really do that? Now, we don't have writers. Right. Unfortunately. Writers to, right. right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would, I would sell all my books for that. And that's quite a statement. But, but I do think it's possible. And the reason I think it's possible is because good writing hits us because it's realistic to a point that we, we can walk it. So yeah, the most fun we ever had, Shell Seekers, Parenthood, those books and others, uh, a place for us has some really, really beautiful midlife parenting that I want us to look at because it can be a way to us. It can be a way for us to start empowering ourselves and, like you said, giving compassion to ourselves, to our friends, and to their kids. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, you know we're going to put links in the show notes for all of that so that you guys can go find that support. And like Mindy said, hopefully this is helping you to cultivate in-person support in your life. And again, a great way to do that is to send this episode on to other people who are either there or maybe they're on the brink of it, just so we can kind of know like what we're, what we're getting into for sure. So Mindy, this has been so, so helpful. Thank you as always for providing this wisdom for being the light on the path that we are on to to say you guys we're not alone we're in this together so we are thank you meg i'm like i'm just it's an honor to get to share our hearts and encourage one another on this yes absolutely okay if people want to come find you all of the work that you do all around the web remind us where we can find you you can find me i'm occasionally on currently reading podcast which is the best book is podcast out there. And then, but you can find me particularly at Grateful for Grace on Instagram. I'm really active over there. Okay, perfect. And Bookend Homeschoolers podcast. 
So yes, you can yes. find me there too. Yes, yes. And we'll have a link in the show notes for that as well. Um, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome. Meg, you can find Sorta Awesome wherever you are on social media. Just search for Sorta Awesome and hashtag Sorta Awesome when you post something about the show, something you learned, something you want to say about it so that we can find you on social media and all of the places. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.